preserving the vedas why it is a lifetime mission the sages transcended the frontiers of human knowledge and became one with the universal reality it is through them that the world received the vedic mantras this is one of the basic concepts of our religion if you do not accept that human beings can obtain such atmic power as exemplified by these seers any further talk on the subject would be futile one could point out to you great men who you can see for yourself great men who have perfected themselves and acquired powers not shared by the common people but if you think of them to be cheats or fraudulent men any further talk would again be useless in our present state of limited understanding the argument that denies the existence of anything beyond the range of human reason and comprehension itself betrays the height of irrationalism are sounds and vibrations spontaneously produced no if vibrations arise on their own they will be erratic and confusing and not related to one another but what do we see in the cosmos there is a certain orderliness about it and one thing in it is linked to another what do we infer from this that a great intelligence has formulated the scheme that we see that it has created it from its own vibrations the vedas are sounds emanating from the vibrations of this great intelligence the great gnosis that is why we believe that the mantras of the vedas originate from the paramatman himself we must take special care of such sounds to ensure the good of the world yes the vedic mantras are sequences of sounds that are meant for the good of the world whatever is present in space is also present in the individual being these elements exist in the human body in a form that is accessible to the senses the sounds a person makes in his throat have their source in space in a form not audible to us the radio transforms electrical waves into sound waves if a man can grasp the sounds in space and make them audible he will be able to create with them what is needed for the good of the world yoga is a science that accomplishes such a task through yogic practice one can become aware of what is in the macrocosm and draw it into the microcosm i shall not be able to give you proof of this in a form acceptable to human reason yoga transcends our limited reason and understanding the purpose of the vedas is to speak about matters that are beyond the comprehension of the human mind you must have faith in the words of great men or else to know the truth of such matters you must practice yoga strictly observing its rules it may not be practicable for all those who ask questions or harbor doubts about the vedas to practice yoga in this manner even if you are prepared to accept the words of a true yogin how are you in the first place to be convinced that he is indeed a true yogin and not a fraud altogether it means that you must have faith in someone in something later such faith will be strengthened from your own observations inference and experience there is no point in speaking to people who have either no faith or refuse to develop it through their own experience there is a state in which the macrocosm and the microcosm are perceived as one great men there are 
who have reached such a state and are capable of transforming what is subtle in the one into what is gross in the other i am speaking here to those who believe in such a possibility when we look at this universe and the complex manner in which it functions we realize that there must be a great wisdom that has created it and sustains it it is from this great wisdom that is the paramatman that all that we see are born and it is from it that all the sounds that we hear have emanated first came the universe of sound and then the universe that we observe most of the former still exists in space all that exists in the outer universe is present in the human body also the space that exists outside us exists also in our heart the mantras of the vedas are remarkable in that they bring blessings to the world in the form of sound even if their meaning is not understood of course they are pregnant with meaning and represent the lofty principle that it is the one truth that is manifested as all that we perceive they also confer blessings on us by taking the form of deities appropriate to the different sounds sound does not bring any benefits any fruits by itself ishvara alone is the bestower of benefits however instead of making the fruits available to us directly he appoints deities to distribute them in the same manner as a king or president of a country appoints officials to carry out his dictates the mantras represent various deities in the form of sound if we attain perfection by constant chanting and meditation of a mantra it should be possible for us to see the deity invoked in his physical form the deities also arise if we make offerings into the sacrificial fire reciting specific mantras if a sacrifice is conducted in this manner the deities give us their special blessings we do not pay taxes directly to the king or president in the same way we pay taxes in the form of sacrifices and vedic chanting to the aids of the paramatman for the sake of the welfare of the world the sounds of the mantras constitute their form the vedas have won the admiration of western scholars for their poetic beauty they bring us face to face with many deities they bring us also their grace above all through the upanishads they teach us the great truths relating to the self the vedas are thus known for the profundity of the truths contained in them but their sound is no less important indeed their sound has its own significance and power all mantras it must be noted have power not only vedic mantras the vedic mantras do good to all creatures in this world and the hereafter we must have implicit faith in this belief it is not proper to ask whether what we ourselves cannot hear with our ears will be heard by the seers there is such a thing as a divine power of seeing and hearing our sight is dependent on the lens in our eyes where this lens different what we observe would also be different through the intense practice of yoga we can obtain the divine power of seeing and hearing we must not inquire into the vedas with our limited powers of perception and with our limited capacity to reason and comprehend the vedas speak to us about what is beyond the reach of our eyes and ears and reasoning that is their very purpose there are things 
that we comprehend through direct perception. We do not need the help of the Vedas to know about them. What cannot be proved by reasoning and what is beyond the reach of our intellect, these seers have gifted us in the form of the Vedas with their divine perception. The question that now occurs is why there should be a separate caste committed to Vedic learning and Vedic practices even if it is conceded that Vedic mantras have the power to do good. In answering this question, we must first remember that the Vedas are not to be read from the written text. They have to be memorized by constant listening and repeated chanting. The learner then becomes a teacher himself and in this manner the process goes on from generation to generation. Maintaining such a tradition of learning and teaching is a whole-time occupation. Neither the teacher nor the taught may take up any other work. We must also remember that the Brahman is expected to master subjects other than the Vedas also, like the arts and crafts and various sciences. He has in fact to learn the vocations of other jatis, but he must not take up any for his own livelihood. It is the responsibility of the Brahmin to promote knowledge and culture. He is expected to learn the hereditary skills of all jatis, including the art of warfare, and pass on these skills to the respective jatis to help them earn their livelihood. The Brahmin's calling is learning and teaching the Vedas. According to the Sastras, he must live in a modest dwelling, observe strict rules and vows, so as to gain mastery of the mantras. He must eat only as much as is needed to keep body and soul together. All temptations to make money and enjoy sensual pleasures he must sternly resist. All his actions must be inspired by the spirit of sacrifice and he must pass his days sustaining the Vedic tradition and practices for the good of mankind. It is the duty of other Varnas to see that the Brahmin does not die of starvation. They must provide him with the bare necessities of life and such materials as are needed for the performance of sacrifices. Wages are paid to those who do other jobs or a price is paid for what they produce. The Brahmin works for the whole community and serves it by chanting mantras, by performing sacrifices and by leading a life according to the dictates of religion. That is why he must be provided with a subkeep. The canonical texts do not say that we must build him a palace or that he must be given gifts of gold. The Brahmin must be provided with the wherewithal for the proper performance of sacrifices. In his personal life, he must eschew all show and luxury. It is by taming his senses, by burning away all desire, that he gains mastery over the mantras. All mankind, all creatures of earth must live in happiness. Everybody must practice his allotted dharma for the good of all with the realization that there is no question of any work being higher than any other or lower. Preserving the sound of the Vedas must remain the duty of one class so as to ensure plenty in this world as well as to create universal atmic uplift. To revert to the question I put to you first, leaving aside the vocation of the Vedic Dharma, let us assume that the hereditary system 
is beneficial in respect of all types of work but why should the preservation of the vedic dharma be the lifelong vocation of one class it is now established as i conclude that however it may be with other vocations whether or not they exist whether or not there is a mix up in them the pursuit of the vedic dharma must remain a separate calling our society must be one in which there are no differences of high and low all will then live in harmony as the children of ishvara without fighting among themselves they will live as a united family helping one another and spreading a sense of peace and happiness everywhere shri gurubhyo namaha